You are listening to the Awaken Natchitoches podcast. Awaken Church is a diverse community of authentic love and hope where you can belong as you change and change as you follow Jesus. All right, on this third week of Advent, we have lit the candle of love. When it comes to love, my family loves Christmas. Shelly loves decorating the house, and the boys love the lights and the songs and 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 the presents, and, and I love the food. <laughs> we all have Christmas traditions that we love, right? I mean, what what is a Christmas tradition that you really love? Maybe it has to do with the decorating your Christmas tree. I mean, think about the Christmas tree, and, and you know, why do we make room in our homes for the Christmas tree this time of year? I mean, why? Well, there's a legend of how it got started, and this, the legend is that that Saint Boniface in, in a German town called Geismar, uh, way way back in the day, cut down what was called the Tree of Thor. Now, this was an oak tree dedicated to the Norse god Thor. And the legend is that after St. Boniface cut down this tree, that later a fir tree grew up from the stump of the oak tree that had been cut down. And so the, the idea being uh, that, 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 that God, the true God, was showing how he brings life uh, if you take out the false gods in your life. That was kind of the legend of how the, the, the fir tree became the representation of this time of year. Now, fast forward a little bit from St. Boniface to Martin Luther. Martin Luther, the Protestant reformer, he, he brought in evergreen inside the home as a counterpart to the Catholic nativity scene. See, the nativity scene had the, the icons that were set up to represent that, that Jesus was born and, and, uh, uh, at Christmas time. And Martin Luther brought in a evergreen tree, like the fir tree, to represent the tree of life right alongside these icons. Now, in the season of, uh, of Advent, we want to make room, not just in our homes for a Christmas tree, but for Jesus in our lives. And we at Awaken Church are t- intentionally looking for ways to experience that God is now here and for ways that we can respond to his presence and to shine the love of Christ onto others. This is the very thing that the birth of Jesus is all about. Remember Matthew 1.21 a couple of weeks ago we looked at this and says that Mary will have a son and you are to name him Jesus and he will save his people from their sins. All of this happened to fulfill the Lord's message through the prophet. Look, the virgin will conceive a child. She will give birth to a son and he will be called Emmanuel, meaning God is with us. So, in Jesus, and now through his Holy Spirit, God is now here. So let's pick up this Christmas story in Luke chapter 2, and uh, spend a little bit of time to, together today contemplating, maybe thinking deeper about how we can make room for Jesus in our lives. Luke 2. At that time, the Roman Emperor Augustus decreed that a census should be taken throughout the Roman Empire. This was the first census taken when Quirinius was governor of Syria. All returned to their own ancestral towns to register for this census. And because Joseph was a descendant of King David, he had to go to Bethlehem in Judea, David's ancient home. He traveled there from the village of Nazareth in Galilee. He took with him Mary, to whom he was engaged, who was now expecting a child. And while they were there, the time came for the baby to be born. She gave birth to her firstborn son. She wrapped him snugly in strips of cloth and laid him in a manger, because there was no lodging available for them. Now here's our big idea. When we intentionally make room for Jesus, we find ourselves making room for others. Let me say that again. When we intentionally make room for Jesus, we find ourselves making room for others. Now, if you're like me, 
this can be a challenge, making room for Jesus. So let's talk about a few things that, that we, we struggle with and how to get over the struggles about making room for Jesus, even at this time of year. The first thing is this. Our plates can get too full. You ever have, you have a full plate? If you're like me, you probably have a pretty full plate. I kind of think back to Thanksgiving a few weeks ago. Man, I had, a, I had a full plate on Thanksgiving Day. And most of us will feast at Christmas the same way we feast at Thanksgiving. Another holiday tradition that we have of making room on our plate for turkey and ham and potatoes and gravy and cornbread dressing and shrimp gumbo and chicken enchiladas and various pies. And the way our mouths get and the way our bellies get on days like this too full is the way many of our lives can be all the time our plates our lives can just be too full so when mary gave birth to jesus in bethlehem it says she laid him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn right and and we know this story we we can reflect on it many times over and and the inn is too full well the the new testament was originally written in greek and there's two words that translate as as in in the new testament Two Greek words. The first one is Pandokian. A Pandokian is a, a public lodging place, a business. Um, this is the this is the word that that Jesus uses when he tells the story in Luke ten about the good Samaritan. You know, the, the Samaritan finds the man beaten up by the roadside and takes him to an inn to care for his his wounds. He takes him to a Pandokian, a public business, a lodging place. But there's this other word that translates as inn from the Greek, and it's the word used here in Luke two, and it's the word kataluma. And a kataluma is just it's a, the literal translation is a break in a journey. Like a break in a journey. It's, it's a place of rest. It's a place to stop. It's, a, it's kind of like a campground. Cataluma is developed along the roadside of small villages like Bethlehem. Now there's a major city, Jerusalem, about five miles away. So Bethlehem probably didn't have a lot of need to have Pandokians, at least a lot of Pandokians. And, and they, but they were very likely to have a pretty sizable Cataluma. And so here's what a Cataluma was like. It's a, it's a crude kind of stone circle, an area uh, with a circular wall built of stones uh, for animals, where the animals would be kept inside while the travelers might camp just outside the wall. Now, if you had a nicer Cataluma, it would have two stories. And, and, and the level built above the animals was an area for overnight travelers to sleep up off the ground in an inside place. Now, if Bethlehem had one of the nicer Catalumas, and we don't know for sure uh, what, what their Catalumas were like, but if they had one of these nicer Catalumas, there was no room for them on the level where the travelers slept. And since Jesus was laid in a manger, which is a feeding trough, we see that, that they must have indeed bedded down in what was basically a stable. Could you imagine Joseph and Mary about to deliver a baby at any moment, at moment and, and hearing them, everyone saying, there's no room. And they're saying, can't you make room for us? Can't you make room for us? Now, Bethlehem was certainly busy at the time of Jesus' birth, no doubt. Census takers, tax forms, animals to feed, family reunion meals, busy, busy, busy. But look what we've turned Christmas into. Shopping, decorating, card sending, cooking, family get-togethers, office parties, church parties. Is it any wonder we can get overwhelmed? Now, now all those are good things. And I participate <laughs> in these things. But we can get overwhelmed. And when we get too busy, we miss that God is now here. If you have that sense of, I'm so busy, there's so much going on, and there's all this Christmas celebration and, and, and things happening, but I still think, I just feel like there's, some, there's something missing. It's because when we get too busy, we miss that God is now here. Which is a good time to reflect on Psalm 4610, which says, Be still 
and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. God wants us to be still and to know that he is now here and that we will exalt him because we are in his presence. The question is, is there room for Jesus in my life? Is my calendar too full? As Shelly and I looked at our calendar a few years back, we realized it's getting too full. And so we made it a priority to intentionally keep our plates from getting too full this time of year so that we could keep ourselves and our home making room for Jesus. Advent is it's a season to remind us to be still and wait in anticipation for what God does next. So Bethlehem was too full, too busy, just like our lives can be, unfortunately, sometimes too busy doing even good things that we miss Jesus arriving right in our midst. We don't want to miss Jesus. Don't get too full or too busy. Now something else that can definitely uh, keep us from making room for Jesus is that we may think that what we have to offer is just too insignificant. We think that our gifts... Our gifts are just too insignificant. Now, my favorite Christmas song is The Little Drummer Boy. And I've loved The Little Drummer Boy for as long as I can remember, from, from being a child all the way up into adulthood. And there's many different versions of The Little Drummer Boy, and I have my favorites, And but, but, but this is my favorite Christmas song. And I, and I think the thing that resonates with me is that a lot of times I have felt like The Little Drummer Boy. I have no gift to bring that's fit to give a king, right? And maybe you felt that way. How many times have we lamented like the little drummer boy? I have no gift to bring that's fit to, to give a king. I mean, Jesus is the king of kings, and all I got is this little toy drum. <laughs> Think of the setting in Luke 2. Jesus is born in the most out-of-the-way place, Bethlehem. It's, I mean, Jerusalem is this major city, and Bethlehem is just this spot on the road five miles away. Bethlehem is just a small town, after all. It's pretty insignificant. The truth is, people matter. Bethlehem matters. The people from Bethlehem matter. And we may, we may have to get beyond thinking we have nothing to offer. I mean, a lot of times we can do it. We can think we have nothing of worth to offer. How can I, how can I uh, uh, show hospitality when I really don't have anything to offer? Hospitality isn't about the best of the best stuff, but the best of yourself. That's what hospitality is about, the best of yourself. It's time and attention. Now, hospitality is one of the most powerful tools to help us show the love of Jesus to others. Because there's no gesture of love so small that it doesn't matter. There is, listen to this. There is no gesture of love so small that it doesn't matter. You matter, and what you do matters, even if you think it's small and insignificant. Make room for Jesus. Often we think about hospitality, we, we think about inviting someone into our home or providing some really nice food and a beverage and a, and a cozy atmosphere. And that's just what hospitality may look like. But hospitality is actually friendly treatment of others, especially strangers or those who don't look exactly like you do. It's loving others with the love of Jesus. So it's not how shiny what you have is that matters. It's what you do with what you have that makes you shiny. So shine and make room for Jesus. Now, one more thing that can, that can keep us from making room for Jesus in our lives, and, and I have been here myself, I speak from experience, is that our lives may be too self-absorbed. We may be too self-absorbed. 
you know, we light we light the candles weekly at Advent. Today we lit the candle of love, and we experience and 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 reflect on the love of Christ, and the love of God through Jesus, the gift to us that we want to make room for. <laughs> but when you think about that candle, when you light the candle, what keeps it burning is is oxygen. It's the air. The air, the the flame consumes the air and turns it into light and warmth. That's what, a, that's what a candle is. It's light and warmth. It consumes the oxygen and it provides light and warmth. Now, if you take a, a jar or a glass and you put it down over that candle, what happens is that, that, that candle will become self-absorbed because it, it will run out. It will just flicker out because it will, it will run out of the oxygen that keeps it providing light and warmth because it gets self-absorbed. The same is true of us. If we get so self-absorbed, we fail to make room for the breath of God, we don't make room for Jesus, we will flicker out and we will cease to be a source of light and warmth to others. Now, now back in Bethlehem, we can assume that the people there were, were, were self-absorbed. I mean, there, I mean, you've got to think, you know, there's a lot going on here with the census being taken. We, and, and, and focused on your own needs, your own wants. We're too full. We're too busy. Our lives are stressed out by the reality of everything that's going on. And they missed it. They missed it. The greatest birth in all of history right here in their midst. God incarnate. Emmanuel. God is now here. Jesus. And they missed it. Are you so self-absorbed that you may be missing Jesus even now? Jesus, Jesus carries the weight of all creation in his hands, and yet he has time for us. He wasn't too self-absorbed to come to us and be born in the lowest of places. He's not too self-absorbed to show up in the lowest of places today. He wasn't too self-absorbed to reach out and touch you and to light up your life. And he wants you and me to not be so self-absorbed we fail to light up and bring light and warmth to the lives of others. You know, Jesus told a lot of stories and parables. And this one is uh, from Matthew 25, beginning of verse 31. And Jesus is teaching about caring about others and showing the life, making room for him and making room for others. And in Matthew 25, begins in verse 31, he says, But when the Son of Man, referring to himself, comes in his glory and all the angels with him, then he will sit upon his glorious throne. All the nations will be gathered in his presence, and he will separate the people as a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. He will place the sheep at his right hand and the goats at his left. Then the king will say to those on his right, Come, you who are blessed by my Father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the creation of the world. For I was hungry and you fed me. I was thirsty and you gave me a drink. I was a stranger and you invited me into your home. I was naked and you gave me clothing. I was sick and you cared for me. I was in prison and you visited me. Then the righteous ones will reply, Lord, when did we ever see you hungry and feed you? or thirsty and give you something to drink, or, or a stranger and show you hospitality, or naked and give you clothing. When did we ever see you sick or in prison and visit you? And the king will answer, I tell you the truth. When you did it to one of the least of these, my brothers and sisters, you were doing it to me. Then the king will turn to those on the left and say, Away with you, you cursed ones, into the eternal fire prepared for the devil and his demons. For I was hungry, and you didn't feed me. I was thirsty, and you didn't give me a drink. I was a stranger, and you didn't invite me into your home. I was naked, and you didn't give me clothing. I was sick and in prison, and you didn't visit me. 
Then they will reply, Lord, when did we ever see you hungry or thirsty or a stranger or naked or sick or in prison and not help you? And he will answer, I tell you the truth. When you refuse to help the least of these, my brothers and sisters, you are refusing to help me. And they will go away into eternal punishment. And the righteous will go into eternal life. Putting love into action puts flesh and blood on Jesus' message. And when we make room for others, we're making room for Jesus. And when we intentionally make room for Jesus, we find ourselves making room for others. So take this next step. This week, intentionally look for opportunities to show love to others. Write a note. Send an old school Christmas card. 2020 may be a great year to do that. Send some old school Christmas cards. You know, invite someone for coffee or tea or a meal, and you know, or invite someone to church. But this week, intentionally look for opportunities to show love to others. Lord, we thank you that you show your love to us. We thank you that you have loved us with such a great love that uh, Lord our desire is to have it flow into us and through us and into and onto the lives of others so Lord make us shine with your love Lord we we know that uh, that this time of year can be tough that we can get busy or self-absorbed or we can just be grieving and we can miss opportunities to make room for you in our lives, Jesus. Even at Christmas, at the, the, the celebration of the birth of Jesus, Lord, we can, we, can, we can fail to make room for you for all kinds of reasons. So Lord, forgive us for that. And Lord, help us to walk in that, that, that relationship with you that we have, that we can, Lord, make room for you and let that overflow and make room for others in our lives. That others in our lives would, would, would experience your love because we make room. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to the Awaken Natchitoches podcast. It's our hope that you have been encouraged by today's message. Find out more about Awaken Church at awakenla.church or find us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Awaken Church LA.